Hello there, fellow warrior. Surprise, surprise, I'm going to talk about courage today. And if you're feeling not courageous, please keep listening. If you feel like you are courageous, please keep listening. We can always become stronger. We can always live more courageously. And you might just learn a, a couple of things. You might have an aha moment. It could be that it's just something I said about one thing and made you think of something completely different. It's always great to fill ourselves with information and wisdom and perspective. And then often it's a teeny tiny little thing that will make you have a, a moment of clarity or, or have a thought that you hadn't thought before. So even if you feel courageous, I hope you will continue to listen. If you're feeling not courageous at all, you definitely need to listen. Now, you've heard me say this before, probably. I remember the first time I ever wrote this. I can't even remember where. And I said, courage is more important than anything else. And I literally pictured people going, really? More important than God? How about oxygen? And so, okay, I'll agree. It's not more important than God, but it's right up there with oxygen. So, okay, I'll rephrase it. Courage is more important than just about anything else. But I mean, honestly, while it's not more important than God, I think to have faith in God, to walk with God, to listen to, figure out our relationship with, your purpose on this earth, what am I supposed to be doing, what's inside of me that I haven't brought out yet, all of that takes a tremendous amount of courage. There is no more effective weapon for our beast to use against us than fear. And if you aren't sure about the beasts, in the last podcast, I talked about beasts. And it would be good for you to go back and listen to that to gain a little more perspective on it. But suffice to say, these beasts don't come from God. And they are what is keeping you down, holding you back. I mean, and, and fear. Fear is the number one thing. I mean, it keeps us from trying different things, creating healthier relationships, or changing careers. It holds us back from speaking our truth. You know, it keeps us in that shame and guilt of our story. It holds us back from overcoming obstacles and even having more faith. You know, when I say that God is more important, obviously, than courage. However, having faith, walking with God, figuring out what he wants you to do, living your purpose, that takes a tremendous amount of courage. We're scared, we're confused, and, and, and fear keeps us in confusion. Fear holds us back even from prioritizing self-care. Sometimes we are trying to save another person like I did with my daughter. We're enabling, we're keeping that safety net under, we're wearing that super mom cape or super whatever cape, and to the point where we're not taking care of ourselves anymore. It takes some courage to step up and go, I got to put myself number one for a while here. I'm not going to have anything left or I don't have anything left for anybody else. It takes courage to have a positive mindset. Fear is one reason that we resist stepping out of victimhood. Yeah, living as a victim. I say there are two types of victims. There's a victim in disguise and the poor me victim. I was a victim in disguise and I lived that way for many, 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 many years. I was afraid to step out of it. I was afraid to have any hope for the future. It seems like life's two by fours just kept clobbering me over the head and I became too scared. I was afraid to 
stop being a victim and start taking care of myself and, and taking off that super mom cape and pulling up the safety net and letting Jamie walk out her journey, the whole thing kept me stuck. And fear was driving everything. I, I, I fear can keep us from forgiving, releasing that shame and guilt. It is literally what might be standing between you and your legacy. And boy, you've got to learn more about legacy because I think you might get excited about your life if you do. But back to this subject here. So, I mean, life is a, a mixed bag of highs and lows, right? I mean, I'm sure your life has been a mixed bag of highs and lows and awesomeness and challenges. Everything in between. It comes with successes and failures and gains and losses. There are circumstances, times where we feel confident and hopeful and others that scare us half to death. It could be that life has smacked you over the head like it did with me and you're down on that proverbial mat, unsure if you can ever stand again. Maybe you're in the process of reclaiming your life. Perhaps you're standing, but not where you want to be. No matter what position you find yourself in, as you walk this journey we call life, courage is required to keep moving forward. It just is. Fear is likely the number one culprit holding you back. So, you know, your, your current circumstances might be less than ideal. Let's say they're not super bad, but they're less than ideal or, or, or they're just unacceptable. No matter where you find yourself, we resist making changes. And it's mainly due to fear. As I said, courage is more important than just about anything else. Things, anything, anything worth having, doing, or being require courage. It's going to take courage, my friend. It's going to take you standing up to fear to choose happiness and then really walk it out. Faith, hope, and peace. It's what you need when you're down on that mat with a beast on top of you. You need it for those big blows that come at you. And wherever you stand today, even if you hadn't had a lot of big blows, you are going to have some. It's just life. Nobody's going to escape this thing without serious disappointments, losses, heartbreaks. It's just all part of the thing called life. So you need it for the massive blows, but you also need it just for the everyday fears. So there's this big myth about courageous people, because I know a lot of people look at somebody like me or somebody, you know, like all the, a lot of other people who are courageous out there and they think, well, I wish I was courageous as you. Easy for you to say you're different. Okay. Well, we're all different. And perhaps some of us are wired to have more courage, but to be truthful, I think the courage that I have, two things, my life experiences sort of forced it out of me. And then it was also a choice. And those are really the two ways that we develop courage. We either decide to be courageous or we have it forced out of us or both. The myth is that courageous people don't feel fear. Oh, we're just different. You know, things don't scare us. Are you kidding me? Even the most courageous of people feel fear. We just choose to stand anyway. It's a choice, and it also becomes kind of a habit. And that's why in one of my nine weapons of hope, I talk about overcoming fears. It's one of the one module in 
one of the nine weapons of hope. And I talk about big fears and then little fears. And what you want to do is you want to overcome little fears because it gets you into the habit and it makes you feel like more of a courageous person. So you become more confident. Aha, I know how to handle fear. I can do this. So a big one comes along, you're more equipped to do so. So I just want to make sure you understand that people who are considered warriors, they are, are overcoming fear. You consider them courageous and confident. Trust me, they feel fear. I feel fear all the time. We might not look like it, but sometimes we're shaking on the inside. We have doubts. We feel uncertain about things. It is time for you to remove any doubts you have about becoming a courageous person that, you know, if you think, oh, this is just, you know, something that's open to a few brave souls. It's not true. It is your right. And it's within your grasp. I also believe it is your responsibility. You can't ever completely eliminate fear, but you can overcome the hold it has over you. I get that fear is a very complicated emotion. It really is. I mean, it's detrimental, but it's also necessary. Sometimes fear is good. It can alert us to danger and, and keep us from making some painful mistakes, right? I mean, but it's also that nasty little culprit, you know, that beast that keeps us from realizing our dreams and, and, and from making changes. You know, you're walking along, you're going, you know, if I could just turn the crank a little bit here on my life, if I could just you know, change myself a little bit. And my circumstances would change a little bit. If I could just, you know, do this thing. There's a lot of reasons that you might not be. I mean, it could be that you've gotten into a habit. It could be laziness. It could be that you just have lost your confidence. But fear is somewhere in there. Like I said, you're not going to ever not feel fear because even the most courageous person feels it. But you can take them on. You can face them. That's how you do it. I remember when my mom was, my mom has always been terrified of flying. Oh my gosh. I mean, white knuckle grip in it. And uh, so after my dad died, she wanted to go somewhere. And if somebody else wasn't going at the same time she wanted to go, she either had to fly by herself or not go. And so she did start flying by herself. And I remember telling her even before that this years ago, I'd say, mom, you need to fly more. And she'd look at me like, have you lost your mind? I just got through telling you. I'm scared of it. Why would I do it more? That's exactly why you do it more. Because each time she flew and landed safely, it allowed her to do it again. Now, it, is she still afraid to fly? Yes, she still is afraid. But she does it anyway. And, and that's it. I don't know. I haven't, I, maybe I should have a discussion with her. I haven't talked to her about if her fear is much more diminished. But... In any case, that is what we all have to do. We all have to stand up and face our fears. I mean, as I said before, there are going to be some rather large situations that you are going to have to deal with on your trip through life. I mean, things that will slap you in the face and force the courage out of you or force you to stay down in the mat. But the other way, as I said, is a choice. And, and again, I think it's still both. Because the courage was forced out of me, but it still took a choice. That's another weapon of hope called your decisions. I always start with this first thing, making decisions. So 
learning how to face fears head on is critical to you becoming everything that you're meant to be, to really making a difference and leaving your your mark on the world. And when I talk about legacy, which is another nine weapon of hope uh, called your legacy, when you when you really get into the legacy and think about the value that you have in this world and how a little piece of you is going to be left in the world forever, it's pretty exciting. It might feel a little scary, but again, everything worth having, doing, or being will take some courage. If it takes courage, it must mean there's some fear in there. So, I mean, many things can knock you down. Many things can knock you down in this lifetime. I mean, people, your beasts, all sorts of things can come up against you. But don't let fear be the reason you stay down because that means it's you keeping you down because you can make that decision. You can decide. That's why I love the nine weapons of hope because they really are the foundation for overcoming fear and living a courageous life. And it's without these nine things that I've been doing for the last few years, I have no idea where I'd be today. Well, I do have an idea and it scares the you know what out of me (laughs) Uh, thinking about it. Speaking of fear. I mean, courage does take time to build no matter how you're, you got here, whether life is forcing it out of you or you just decide you want to be a stronger person and you want to take on fears. It's time to get excited about it. I've done a couple things to overcome fears that might not seem that important. But again, it's about developing that the attitude and the habit and not wanting to be a person who lives in fear and allows fears to keep them down. And one of them was this hike that I went on many years ago at Mount Pilchuck in the state of Washington. I think it's over 5,000 feet up there. I mean, you don't go 5,000 feet, but it's it's quite a hike. And when you get up there, there's this little house and it, it was a fire lookout at one point. Now it's just a, a lookout, but it's kind of cabled. It's not really a house. It's a room with a decking around it. And it's, and it's cabled on top of these big boulders. So you have to climb up this ladder to get there and then you can walk all around the the railing and it's not like you're you know suspended in midair but I got up there I literally and I'm on the on the ground side okay on the other side is more on the edge of the of the of a cliff the side I'm on is you know solid grounds right there I get up to the top just to the railing I haven't even got to the other side of the thing and I climb back down I was having heart palpitations and I wanted so badly to go up there I wanted so badly to see it and I was with my brother, Brad, and he was up there wandering around telling me how great the views were, you know, 360 degree views. And and I'm so bummed out. And I didn't like that. So I don't know how much later it was. Several months later, I had gone on this quest to overcome my fear of heights. I did a bunch of things. I had this really awesome friend who, who took me on a small plane to the Grand Canyon. Unfortunately, I don't know if that worked very well because it was the windiest day on record and I don't know how long. <laughs> and I was so sick all the way there. Oh my gosh. In fact, they grounded all the aircraft when we got there and we couldn't even fly back. We had to drive back and I was just sick as a dog. Oh, it was terrible. I don't know how well that worked, but I went up in a hot air balloon and then I went on another hot air balloon uh, back in Washington. Those other two were in Scottsdale in Arizona. And then back where I lived in Washington, I went on another hot air balloon, which took us up even higher. And I did some other hikes. And anyway, at, toward the end of this little adventure of mine, I went back to the same hike and I climbed right up that ladder and I went right around the railing and onto the other side to look out where it was magnificent and you could just see forever. And there was a break in the railing and it could walk out on this plank. And you maybe you've seen this picture in one of my books or something, but I'm standing out there on this rock 
with my arms spread high. And it looks like there's nothing below me, which, you know, it was pretty close to that. But there I was, unafraid. Now, granted, they took the picture and I came back over, but that's a far cry from not even being able to climb up that little ladder. So, you know, those are, and, and then, you know, there's another story that I tell about birds, how I, I kind of don't like birds. They scare me. I don't want them to touch me. And I've done a couple things where I've held this big, tall, um, what do they call those big things? Geez, I've written about it. I should know. A cockatoo, a big cockatoo on my arm with these massive talons. And I even babysat in Mexico, this little parrot. And, um, and then, you know, the time that I was in Key West a few years ago, and there was a guy on the street with boa constrictor over his neck. I was fascinated, but you're, well, you're not looking. You're listening to a girl who cannot stand rodents, reptiles, insects. Ugh. And, um, but I was fascinated, you know, for five bucks, you could, you know, go up next to this guy and, and he'd put, drape the snake over your neck. So it was over both of our necks at the same time, you know, and, and the people I was with, no way. They weren't even considering it. It was stupid. For some reason, I just wanted to do it. I wanted to overcome that fear. So I did. I was scared to death. I was shaken inside. If you see the picture, I'm all smiley. And what you can't see in a picture is behind clenched teeth. I was going, take the picture, take the picture, hurry up. Um, but, you know, there was no blood on the ground and body parts. So I figured I was okay for a couple minutes. And now I'm not going to tell you that I'm going to go looking for boa constrictors now. But I was, I was proud of myself. I loved that in that moment I could do that, especially when nobody else was going to do it. I'm not telling you to go looking for boa constrictors or even going on a hike and standing out on some boulder or having a big cockatoo on your arm. Whatever it is, start facing those little fears like my mom with flying because the little fears, as I said before, they kind of condition you. They condition you so that you can face the big fears. But that's not the only reason you would do it. It's because the fears in everyday life can add up. I mean, sometimes we can face bigger fears better than we can the everyday ones. So I encourage you. It, it takes time to build, but it all starts with a choice. Get excited about your journey from fear to courage. Take a stand. Stand up to your beast. Say, no, 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 no. This is not happening anymore. Pretty soon, I'm going to be standing over the top of you. And all the fears are going to be laying down there with you. And every time you rear your ugly head, I'm just going to stand and, and stand strong one more time. What I found is once you cross the courage line, there's no going back. Get excited about that. Never forget that your story matters. So live it courageously. Courageously. 